Zombro fans, we're also 27 back here for yet another one for Week of Zombro's action. I am joined by my fiery, burning, internetless, but still fighting through it co-host in all the land. And we had a couple cool responses of the co-host with the most. You can still fill that in every week if you want. Johnny J25, how you doing? I'm not without internet. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking. I'm without well, air conditioning. You're battling it. It's back and, and forth. Oh, yeah. And it's 100 degrees out with no air conditioning. Um, and I wouldn't call this a great episode of Zombros because we got we have absolutely nothing to talk about. Zero! No topics. Not a single topic. Nothing. Nope. Which nothing is why happened. we brought on patrons to help fill in the void. Who do we got today? Today, we have Chuck and jack joining us that better be their names if john gave me the wrong names it's all on him <laughs> uh those are the names on the patreon so unless you guys put the wrong names on the patreon then then maybe yeah i mean well you, you got mine right you can call me chuck or charlie or charles whatever oh, whatever oh, you fancy well, charles is, is i feel like you're a king at this point just like all charles all right we're gonna call king you charles, charles and chuck all right. I used to have the nickname and track Yarl Charles of Bonington. Oh, <laughs> yes, Yarl Charles of Bonington. If I can remember that, that is exactly what your name is for the rest of the podcast. Can you can you quickly update? Can you quickly update the overlay to say that? <laughs> no, I don't know if we have enough characters. We do not have enough room for that. Absolutely not. <laughs> Put it in the title. No, God, no. Oh my God, featuring. I already lost it. Charles Charles, 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 of, Bonington. Charles, Charles of Bonington. That is good, man. Good. Oh, man. Boy, oh, boy. So welcome to the show. I, I imagine, John, you have your, your questions, our staple questions for our patrons that join us. I do, but before we get into the staple questions, yes, one quick Patreon announcement. Yes, please. Uh, we have a patron call tomorrow, July 4th at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time. July 1st. It's not July 4th tomorrow. July first, four p.m. Eastern time. It's a Monday, obviously mm -hmm. not July fourth. That would that wouldn't make sense. Nope, that That's would be. That, uh, yep. Be there or be square. Oof, those are threats. Uh, yeah. Now on to the actual question. Actually, I got some announcements uh, let's too. Let's kick it so, off. We'll wait, go wait, wait, with Charles Yarrow Bonington. Oh no, is he so doing how it long again? have you been he playing? Can't hear me again. Zombies? Can you guys hear me? What was your first game? Uh, I can hear you read. Yeah, is he ignoring me or? I can hear you too, Reed. All right, can you guys try talking to John. Fuck, am I already disconnected? Ah, you're with me this week. Oh, Chuck and Jack, you will not leave me in the void. All right, this is fantastic news. So my announcements, real quick, um, is we actually had our first Patreon, my Patreon hey. movie we watched together, and me and AHL watched The Matrix together. There's actually a text chat that goes up the entire time. All you gotta do is you get a free Rabbit account and you get to sit there with me and we get to watch a movie together and and chat about how great or awful the movie is it went way better than i expected and i really hope to make that a thing that a lot of us can enjoy i will have uh, also my bonus video for my patreon going up soon uh for this month i've changed things around because you guys on the zombros patreon love bonus episodes so much i'm i'm adopting that so make sure to support us both on either me my channel personally if you like my content and hate giant jay's guts or if you do enjoy the zombros podcast go support us on zombros everything's updated on itunes and spotify and i think i think we got all the announcements because there's just literally nothing to talk about this week zombie related absolutely nothing uh, of controversy of <laughs> you're a little bit robotic johnny j25 uh, <laughs> oh, you're well, a little better now. Right now oh, oh, it's a oof. It's, uh, it's up and down. Yikes! 
All right. Well, John, you could type the questions if you have them pre predetermined, and I can run with it right now while you sort out the devil of your internet. Otherwise, I'm just gonna jump into the, the Alpha Omega talk because I am I am so I am JC level. No, I'm joking. I could never even come close <laughs> to JC level hype of excitement. All right, here we go. What is your first map, and how long have you playing? Let's start with Jack first. Jack. Um, my first zombie map yes. was Nocturne Toten on World at War. Oh yes, and it's as a little eight-year-old tyke it scared the bejesus out of me oh, i love it oh i love it uh later fell in love with it when uh, my uncle got dlc one with verrucked nice. and i've been playing from there oh beautiful absolutely beautiful um what about you chuck uh that was also my first map was knocked <clears throat> used to play with my buddy um like junior high uh, we would play that and listen to either In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins or uh, oh, man. The, enti the entire recovery album by Eminem also. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we had some different things there. But that was my first map. Mm -hmm. And then uh, actually I never played any of the DLC maps until I played them on my iPod Touch. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I know. What? Interesting way to experience oh, them yeah. for the first time. Did you get the yep. Wonderwaffa from Peter McCain's grave? Um, I don't know. I never tried doing it. Just... I pretty much just played Dare East for the most part, but I played them all a little bit. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. That is that is quite the turn of events to me. To hear a hardcore zombie player to be like, yeah, and then I experienced all the DLCs through the iOS app. It's like, I don't even think that's supported anymore. Can you still play it on I iOS? Doubt it. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. If my iPod Touch is like in the grave. I know, you can't, <laughs> I know you can't play the World at War one, but I think the Black Ops one is still out there. Okay. And I mean, soon enough, we'll be able to play Shadows on the new app, right? Is that true? Is, is that the circling that's rumors? That's what they're saying. Ooh. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, because they were showing like the, they were saying the zombies from it from like the little picture you could see in the beta was from shadows Ooh, Ooh. oh but then again if it's a shadows picture they use that as a template even for black ops 4 that's what i love seeing oh. loading up my <laughs> black ops 4 disc and seeing shadows of evil's placeholder logo being like oh okay <laughs> but the real question is will it be the quality of normal shadows of evil or last gen oh <laughs> now this is the real question I mean, the meme itself, the living legend of Rick Toffin. I feel like that is. If it can, if if it can get worse than than, uh, than last gen Rick Toffin, that sounds incredible. That I is want the challenge. Really? Oh yeah. iOS Will Rick Toffin. Yes, please. Would that be the also, new jump scare on the new map? Just iOS Rick Toffin giving us the death stare. Yes. I think it'd be better if they cool. gave you like a blue screen or something on your iOS. They flashed whatever like your phone crashing would be. I feel like that would be a great jump scare for your phone. Be like, oh no, and then you're fine. <laughs> That'd be great. Wait, can we rewind for a sec? Jack, yeah. did you say that you started playing at eight years old? You did. Yeah. Jesus, man. You know this game is rated M for mature, right? Like that shit's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can go to, you can go to jail for that. Hard cut to uh, uh, red versus blue. Halo Wait, man. yes, yes, you got it immediately. Yeah. That's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's illegal. You can go to jail. Uh, running around screeching as a little eight-year-old about how people are completely destroying me in the multiplayer. Uh huh. Oh, uh -huh. good times. 
Well, you're at least oh, 18 is. at this point, so that's why when you told me eight, I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. yeah, actually, freshly 19. Ah, see, that's what I was. I, that's why I wasn't confident enough to say it earlier. But now you're old enough up. to legally play Call of Duty. For two years. <laughs> Before that, that was illegal. We're gonna pretend we didn't hear about that. That's for legal reasons. I started at nine years old. Literally everyone alive. Good to see. Oh man, he's awesome. He's in all the streams, dude. And yeah, that's a uh, oof. That's a big oof. Starting that young, but I started at fourteen. So who am I to talk, right? So I guess what was I? Eleven or twelve? Yeah, you had also to illegal. Very illegal. Super illegal. <laughs> Oh man! Well, that's fantastic. I, 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 it's always interesting to see people's starting points in Call of Duty Zombies, all the patrons that have been on here, and then also where they've gone with it and how that impacts their opinions on this show. I am very interested, Chuck, to hear about your iOS opinions, like how it's grown from there to see how you see the world. Because I see it so differently going through all the Easter egg hunts than John. And just just an easy example there. It's starkly different our experiences on maps just for one approach to playing the maps. But anyway, let's well, continue. Yeah, I was going to say the oh, iOS okay. player. Nobody can. Nobody has uh, the right to complain more than iOS players, though. Yeah, th we even we should, maybe maybe work. should be close. No, no. Oh, I used I used to play on the Wii too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Then you get double complaining rights. But I just remember. <laughs> I just remember picking up the iOS version once and it being like unplayable. It was so it bad. Was, it was rough. Yeah, that, <laughs> was at least rough. the Black Ops version was like they released basically a broken game. That was bad. Only version of Zombies where it's official that you could save your game and start playing yep. it later. Oh That's really? Yep, I got oh, to like wow. I got to like one fifty, and my friends were like, "Well, it's 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 on the it's on your iPod. That doesn't count for anything." I was Classic. Like, I'm still there. <laughs> I'm still going. Uh, Can't stop me. All right. Next one was a uh, favorite zombie memory. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a tough oh, one. Because yeah. there are a I lot get, of I those. Get one. Uh, if My, you, uh, it doesn't have to be favorite, but just any any funny or fun story you could share when uh, just playing zombies or anything that was cool. My favorite. Uh, <clears throat> My favorite memory was the first time we played buried. Me and Ooh. my friends. Okay. Um, Not I on iOS. <clears throat> and I loved Transit because there's actually a really funny Transit story that's probably funnier. Mm -hmm. um, so actually, I'll say that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> first time I played Transit. So <clears throat> we we're uh, in the bus heading to the next area from the bus station, and this max ammo drops, and I know, don't know any better. So what do I do? I'm like, oh, guys, don't worry. I got this max ammo. We're good. We're good, you know. And mm -hmm. I hop out of the bus, and I die immediately. Because I had no idea about these denizens, you know. And, oh, man, we were just in tears because we were, like, 14, 15, and we were just, oh, rolling on the floor laughing. That's wonderful. Imagine in the moment you're, like, you step up all night. Like, think, like, an action movie scene where you're, like, don't worry. Yeah. I got this. Yeah, I'm, like, John McClane <laughs> for a second, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's, like, I'm Have you ever seen this. You ever seen the movie The Other Guys? Oh yeah, I love the other guys. It's I'm like uh, aim, aiming for the bushes. Yeah, that, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yep. Are you guys familiar with the scene Jack and Reed? Uh, yes, only be, I haven't seen the movie, but the scene is quoted so much that I know yeah. exactly oh, and yeah. seen the scene. <laughs> for those for those that Rock haven't seen and it, Samuel uh, Jackson. So in in the other guys, they uh, they set up. There's these two cops that are like the best in the business. It's played by Sam Jackson and The Rock, 
and they're in the middle of this uh, police chase, and they chase this group of criminals up a building. They go all the way to the top, and then the criminals are able to escape with a zip line. They once are at the bottom, they cut the, cut the zip line, and they're getting away. So you have The Rock, and you have Samuel Jackson, and they're at the top of the building. They just kind of look at each other, and The Rock says, aim for the bushes, and then Samuel Jackson says, aim for the bushes. So then they jump from the skyscraper, and then in slow motion as they fall, you hear the song. It goes, there goes my heroes. Watch them as they go. And they're, and they're diving off the building. And then they just go splat onto the ground. Cuts to the next scene. They're at the funeral. And, like, the police, <laughs> the, and the police chief is like, we'll never know why they jumped from that building. <laughs> and, and I imagine that's you. You're like, you're like, don't worry, guys. You jump off the transit bus and go for the max ammo. And you're like, there goes my hero. And then the denizen gets you. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much exactly how that happened. <sighs> aim for the max ammo aim for the max ammo <laughs> I, I love the fact every time when the first person to explain that to me after they like told me the whole sequence they're like the funniest part where he's like there's no bushes in New York City you can't find <laughs> bushes in New York City and, like Central Park maybe but wait what are they you couldn't see a bush anywhere like, yeah there were no bushes in the shot either <laughs> <laughs> you just see them too because they're like they're running in slow motion you have the grand music and then it cuts and you just see there are no bushes and they go splat that's amazing and they had built it up they're like they're the best in the business yeah yeah and yeah dead. one of the best openings to a movie ever absolutely uh, alright Jack what about you um there are a lot of moments that I can think of there are many disappointments, many high moments. I remember thinking that uh, being able to camp on the original catwalk with all of my friends was awesome. Then there was the first time I ever playing BO1. The crushing disappointment of BO2. Oh, um, I feel that. Hmm. Feel that. <laughs> Although probably my hmm, probably my favorite. Some of my favorite moments are when I actually got good box luck instead of just running around with like two completely random weapons. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Although actually a very great moment was getting back into and playing all of uh, the BO3 maps because I kind of left zombies at, in like soul crushing anger after uh, transit was such a disappointment and I couldn't afford any of the DLC. Mm. And so and then just looking back and thinking, all right, last I remember, Earth blew up, and then we had a bunch of maps with these four random people and nothing happened. Come back into uh, Black Ops 3, it's like, who the hell are all of these people? And what are we talking about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are we talking about with, like, a summoning key? And why? where the hell am I going? What am I doing? And who are all of these people? And all to think that it started because I watched some random top five video. Ah, there it is. There it is. Smith plays or Lex or someone else. Smith plays. Ah, I thought so. This is, I was just talking about this in my Discord server. All right, I got a sidebar. Give me a little bit. Like, this is, there's a perspective that's completely lost because so many people come and go from the community. But, like, we've been through it 
so long that people forget these times like they're I, there's people that right now are very excited about Alpha Omega. They love how it's connecting back to BO2. And to me, it's like there was nothing in BO2. It was so crushing. Hold, hold. Take out Mob of the Dead. Take out Origins. We weren't even sure if those were even related. We weren't <laughs> even, we weren't even <laughs> sure rise. they were Sorry. canon. But we have die rise transit and buried we go from this story that we are it's a character driven story we're in love with and then they're all gone immediately and then there's like no connection to them whatsoever and you have these ambiguous phrases like oh the flesh are coming and you're like punching a tv trying to get a radio to play in die rise for 20 minutes straight and you're you're hearing them napalming cities you're like what the f what happened what is this game it's such a dichotomy to go like uh, that's probably the wrong word it, it was just so i could not believe how it went from like oh i really really like this stuff to like this is not is this even related i have no idea but then the story's gotten so whack that now today we look back and like oh it's a perfect sense oh it it, it flowed seamlessly thanks to these 14 different comic book series and all this extra shit we found out and all this other stuff that was released online and not in game it makes perfect sense now it's just i'm glad somebody else makes me feel like i'm not crazy because after a while i feel like did i not live through the same era are my memories all wrong where people i swear people hated so much of bo2 and they could not stand it and everyone's like zombies is dead it's all over we'll never do it again and then mob comes out and then there's a bunch there's a good group that's like oh yeah that's the shit and then origins comes out and people are like i want to blow my brains out this is all a children's game this isn't fun and then the murder machine the guy that i always think is like the mystery machine he made his like multiverse theory got over a million views and people were like oh, wait a minute maybe all of our hopes and dreams aren't shit and then then <laughs> from there that top five era and then also being like oh my god maybe there's different timelines that spawned the craziness of bo3 that i imagine the casual fan like you that came back in afterwards maybe loving it playing the heck out of it and being like ah oh, screw transit i'm doing this coming back in 2013 being like what <laughs> must have been quite a journey <laughs> I, I it was it was even weirder because uh i actually got back in i think like probably two or three months after chronicles came out so mm, it's like yeah it, i was tempted by oh i can get all eight of these maps that i haven't played in like forever mm -hmm. and now i can play them all again oh what what are these other ones <laughs> so that's how they got you slowly brought you back slowly got you to care and then they're gonna rip your heart out don't worry i'm ready for it mm -hmm. And then they don't release an ether map for how many months while seven, focusing on the chaos storyline? Seven months. Seven months they didn't release a chaos map. Or is it eight months? Eight months. Is it more? We got it in October. Eight since, since launch? Oh, shit, you're right. Since... So that, I, that's what gonna be time flies when you're having fun <laughs> during that's, that's my core problem that you'll hear over and over again is just the pacing is so poor for me at this point in the ether storyline i think that's one of the leading frustrations is how do you do such a high point like the ending of blood of the dead and I, at least because we're july is seven months right so boom that's seven months december november so we're looking at about nine months nine ten months we're in that range of that's how long we went without another ether storyline map it's almost like waiting 
the equivalent of another like year cycle waiting for IW like Infinity War Treyarch to release their games. Like, oh, we'll just wait for the Treyarch game next year. We were we were almost in that sort of era. Anyway, that's enough. Let's get to the next question. Next question: favorite map of mm-hmm. favorite map of all time. Um, do you want to go first, Chuck, or should I? Um, <clears throat> I yeah, I can go. Uh, De. Nice. Good. No doubt in my Interesting. mind. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Any I, particular I, reason, or just that's the one I played the most on Bo3 by far. Um, mm. kind of like Jack, I fell out for a good while. Like personally, I love Bo2. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you can say what you want about that, but I love Bo2. I sure. love Buried so much. There's there's tons of great but, um, things about it. Absolutely. Yeah. But I played at launch for Bo3 for a while, mm-hmm. and then I really I got like the season pass and everything. I really didn't come back until chronicles came out mm-hmm. and uh chronicles came out so i was like oh sweet i can play Doris some more because i love Doris, you know and then i started uh my buddy was like you should play dare Eisendrock. so we played dare Eisendrock. i'm like oh this is this is fucking sweet like i love this it's uh, just the bows you know and th- to me the bows are less complicated than the staffs and origins which i was never a big origins guy you know mm-hmm. fair fair and uh i just think it's one of the best most well-made maps in my opinion Mm-hmm. The bows do actually though, like the simplicity of them is like mm-hmm. wonderful. One of their best features, absolutely. absolutely. And they're and they're like fun to do too. Kind of like uh, yeah. you can kind of do them as you... ancient evil yep. are now. Yep, yep, absolutely. Completely you can do them as you're playing, and maybe they're a little bit too easy for how powerful some of them are. Like right. you know, like the storm bow is one of the easiest bows, but it's also one of the best bows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like but I almost feel like be like the most powerful. It's okay though, because at the same time, like yeah. other maps, if I just get lucky and I get the thunder gun on my first spin for nine hundred and fifty, like was that really a challenge? No, not yeah. really. So, so why does the why does the wonder weapon have to be like a laborious kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then the I other like... thing, uh, other thing I was gonna say too about getting back in, um, I didn't get back in till around then, and I didn't know any of the story of Bo2. I just kind of played the maps. Mm-hmm. But then I stumbled across this brute, uh, YouTuber. You know, his name's uh, Rad Austin Twenty Seven. Sounds and, like a complete uh, kinda, jackass. Yeah, cool. really, he's got like some really crappy like uh, film uh, channel now yep, too. Yep. You he's shut up. He's my favorite mark. YouTuber. No, you no, shut no, up. no. You this jackass <laughs> goes and complains about remasters after sending a binder to Treyarch asking for remasters after not having them for eight years, and then he has the golds complain when they go overboard. How? How dare he? How dare? I'm sorry. Continue. Um, yeah so i watched your storyline videos and again um and then i started like um playing easter eggs and started watching milo more Mm -hmm. and then uh just kind of got into it i started watching jc when bo4 reveal came out and i just kind of fully submerged into the into the community you know yes 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 actually it's really cool too um one of the first episodes i listened to you guys I was driving from Illinois to Iowa, almost into Nebraska. So it was like oh, wow. eight or ten hours. Wow, oh, yeah. it took forever. Oh, no. And uh, on, the, <clears throat> on the way home oh, no. was when I was listening, actually. Uh-huh. And uh, it was when you announced the Patreon. Hey. I was like, oh, man, I really want to get one of those, those high-tier spots. But I'm in the car, I'm driving, and I'm not 
ending anytime soon. Uh-huh. The second I got into my house, that's why I did it. Signed up for the Patreon. Oh, dude, that's so nice. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, why? It makes me wonder why I'm so critical of my content when people give a shit. <laughs> Man, you know, you should just yeah. All right. Anyway, that's terrific. All right, Jack. What about you? Favorite favorite right. map? Uh, favorite map of all time. Uh, it's maybe a bit controversial, controversial to some people. Oh, I uh, swear moon. to God. I say it. Say it. <laughs> Don't uh, you moon, fucking say it. Moon and it's... is my favorite map of all time. Ah, what is? Damn. You said moon. Mm, I heard die rise. Yeah. I, I no. I, I heard. I heard anything but that map. So we're in good shape. Everything's fine. <laughs> there was about to be a fight. I was about to throw hands with my pixels here. Well, die rise is pretty high up, so it's about as close to moon as you can get vertically. God damn it. <laughs> you know. So basically, tomato, tomato, same thing. All right. Anyway, go on. So moon. Uh, moon probably has some most of uh, a lot of my favorite experiences. It was uh, actually the I want to say it was the first ever uh, full Easter egg I did solo on Black Ops Three. Okay. After can you do it in solo on Black Ops Three? Yes, you can. They changed uh, yeah. it. Yep. Because you the it, only problem with that now is you always play as Richtofen on solo. I think uh, almost yeah. every time. Uh, it, I think I think that's the way it works. That you're permanently always Richtofen when you play Moon solo. Mm-hmm. Which I love the guy, and mm-hmm. but after a while <laughs> yeah. of listening to his quotes, yeah, you want to play somebody else? Oh, it's like I could. I could predict them as they Ooh. were happening. Ooh. Although it was actually interesting to hear uh, all him actually talking to the computer without like things trying to kill me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah. I don't know. It's just Moon's probably my favorite. If, as much as I hate the astronaut, sure. as much as I, as much as the having to try and wait for excavator the excavator to do tunnel six. Yeah, all the RNG. I yeah. love that map. Yeah, there's a lot of th- things to love about Moon and just like any map. If even you know, I give Die Ride shit, but it's all your personal preference. It's everything that you enjoy and what tickles your fancy. And BO3 also did a fantastic job at remastering that map. It looks so much better than it did in BO1. So not only feeling and aesthetically and then the updated gobblegum system, there's a lot to like about that map. I think you can always find positive things to say about just about any map, even Die Rise. There's always something that you can take away that's fun. That's awesome. So now should we get into the juicy topic? Yeah, it's about time. (laughs) I think it's time we talk about the Jason Stryer article and the depressing things going on. Oh, no, you mean. No, no, no. Actually, wait a minute. Let's let's. (laughs) You mean talking about. Alpha Omega, the new Call of Duty DLC 3 Zombies map, Nuketown Zombies, that's going to be released on July 9th, my father's birthday. Well, that's going to be an interesting day. <laughs> I'm going to say, sorry, Dad, but it's it's ether time. Yeah, yeah I got to go play video games. It's, I know I don't know how many years I'll have you still, but I got to go play games, Dad. That's, that's my future. That's what I'm my- looking at. I have a feeling that my YouTube is going to be flooded with every single zombies YouTuber I'm subscribed to doing uh, Easter egg hunt streams. Yeah, okay. Not me. Yeah, definitely not. Because not only do I not do Easter egg hunt streams, but Lord knows I don't have the internet to do it. Yeah. Well, you're already first in the world, so it doesn't matter. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It hurts me every time. I actually, Treyarch, Treyarch, 
this time around was like, John, we know your uh, internet will make it very difficult to be first in the world. So why don't we just invite you out weeks in advance to uh, to play the Easter egg and complete the Easter egg? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've already done it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but I will be first in the world. Uh huh. I just wish once we'll I could get back on top that. of that mountain one more time before I just this becomes a part of my past. One more time, I want that sweet victory. Milo's had it like forty you know, times. He's had it enough. I I need it. I need this. You know, it'd be hilarious though. What is the one time John actually is first in the world and nobody believes him? Yes, that's the really. That's why the Darkest Shore <laughs> man would have been amazing if we yeah, got first in the world. No one would ever. Oh, no one would have believed it. <laughs> Or like, when I almost, or when I almost let Lex sign into my account so that uh, he yeah. could, he could do it for me. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, that would have happened too if I could have figured out how to change the password. Yeah. All so right. close. Let's, can can we so talk far. about Alpha Omega, please? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, where do we begin? Well, everything got leaked, and there's literally the intro, outro, assets, the names of each of the Easter egg steps, the. We're not discussing any of this, any. by the way. We're not, yeah, we're not telling you any of this. We're just saying what was leaked. We're not saying the content of what was leaked, all right? We're just saying, you know, this is the world we're living in right now where literally everything is a, a hot mess in the world of Nuketown Zombies. I imagine Treyarch Studios is screaming that on their Games as a Service model and updating on PC, they somehow leaked everything. I, I, have a, I might do the sketch, and I haven't thought of We'll see if it comes out. But one of the things was uh, basically them freaking out, being like, we must be dealing with a master hacker. And then hard cutting to a dude just sitting on his lap or his PC and, you know, like a little pop-up, an update pop-up comes up. It's like, hey, uh, Black Ops 4 is updating. He's like, oh, cool. Goes and clicks on it and the BO4 folder opens up. Oh, clicks on the BO4 folder. And then the next folder is just labeled literally everything you want to know about uh, DLC 3. He's like, that sounds good and just clicks into it i I, john how many years we told them to their faces i don't know how many times like you guys gotta stop the data mining you gotta stop leakers and they're like we got this we got this dope encryption it's gonna be amazing you guys not we're going to battle net nothing to worry about it's it, it was like nine to 14 days out the entire map was spoiled so i think that also hurts people who do look it up some some see it as like uh surprise marketing or marketing that makes them want to buy the game when they get to know everything which is a fair point too because there's not a lot of marketing to the game so they might be like well i want to know what i'm buying so there i know there's that criticism that comes at, with leaks but the other side of it is when you know everything to the map and you're not surprised by anything in the map it's like everyone's already played through the map for before release for about nine to 14 days bobbing around inside their head and then they get in the map and they go oh man i was really hoping there'd be something else than what all the stuff i already read and i think that hurts longevity of maps i i hope that's not the case but i'd be surprised if if this lasts more than another two weeks i loved ancient evil i mean it, it lasted two three weeks um i still play ancient evil i still like ancient evil i still think it's one of my favorite maps of all time but the community is just not there right now this is just the the evolution and growing pains of call of duty zombies at the moment so that's the leak side of it uh we got an intro cinematic i was playing <coughs> excuse me I was playing at the beginning of the podcast for all the people watching at was home. Was that actually is that the intro? 
I didn't know if that was the well, intro. Well, let's have a conversation because that's what some people want us <laughs> to talk about is do you think it's the intro? Do you not think it's the intro? People who have listened to the audio seem to be indicating that that might be the intro, but others are denying that who have also listened to the intro. So it definitely sets the stage, but it doesn't set the stage for a Nuketown zombie map very well. Yeah, like it, it, it gives no indication of the location. Um Although I have seen compa- I've seen on Reddit like people have compared like the backgrounds to the background of Nuketown. Yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. like, well, they kind of look similar. Mm-hmm. So maybe, but you know, like usually like in an intro cinematic, it kind of ends with where you begin mm-hmm. the map. And I'm just not seeing that in this intro. It, this feels this doesn't feel like an intro cinematic to me. Well, it, it doesn't always end where you start because uh, Blood of the Dead ended and they were out on the docks and then we start in the uh, lab. Okay, a little, 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 let me rephrase that. Good point, um, good point. Like, they kind of, they, they end in a location sense, you know? Yeah. Like, like, you, like, you can clear, like, you've set the setting of, oh, our characters are battling through Mob of the Dead now. Or, like, let's take um, Nine, you know, they're in the arena. Or Classified kind of sets up that, you know, shit's gone wrong in the Pentagon. Um, this one, though, like, there is no start and there is no end. Like, like each each one tells a little bit of a story, and this one kind of tells a story, but it feels more like you're thrown into the middle of a story rather than... Am I making sense? Well, I think yeah. the best way to... Yeah, yeah, you are, but just to even simplify it into fewer words is just all cinematics that we've seen typically put us right in the map somewhere. This cinematic does not show Nuketown map. Yeah, that's it, exactly... It should show yeah. Nuketown. It should show the map we're playing, and it doesn't at all period so it's a very strange if that is in fact the intro which we all believe it well not all i'm not speaking for all you screw you i believe it to be um i think it's a one of those lame ones that's just like i i why 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 is this the intro to the map it's, it's really just to recap because everyone's forgotten it's been eight nine months no one has any idea what's going on anymore so here we are this is this is the future we live in uh like i kind of i kind of watched ahead. this and i was Kind of like what we discussed on the show the other day. Like, why are? How did we get here? Mm-hmm. Like, what is? Like, where? Where are we in time? Like, obviously, I think we're after classified, but mm-hmm. what? Like, what has happened up to this point? I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. I just hope that there isn't a big gap that it we that has to be explained by a completely different map. That's what I mean. Like, if we just jump right into this map, I I don't know exactly how I like. I wouldn't be able to explain what happened between that classified cutscene and then the start of the map. Like, I just imagine we'll just start in the center of Nuketown, like the original one, and I'd be like, "Wait, so what the fuck's going on? Or why the fuck are we here?" Yeah. Well, there's a lot of information. The thing is. It's all there, very much so, and Zombies has completely departed from its very quiet approach to storytelling, which we could expect in the past. So when I hear comparisons of being like, well, it never was like that, it's like, well, the game has evolved and changed, so that's why people are expecting more cinematic movie, three-act approaches, and more stuff that makes sense to lead us to understand what's going on than what we were used to in the past. Uh, In my server, I was having this conversation with everybody about the storyline, and it was very... Uh, clear there is absolutely logic to it and classified served as that 
a bridge to set up Nuketown and the rest of the ending. Classified is this excellent setup that is a part of the cycle. It's something that Jason was quoted on talking about how this fills in gaps that aren't on the timeline, and it only becomes part of the non-cycle universe when our characters come. They come, beat Blood of the Dead, and they come and pick up our characters at the end of Classified and take them to go fight the Great War or whatever they're actually doing. Classified has a picture on there that shows the APD or the EPD. We'll see what they call it. They're, why is it APD again, Wand? I, it's Earth Pyramid Device. would make sense to me. Or just Pyramid Device. The PD, they might call it. But we know the Nuketown drill. We know an American version of the MPD is going to be on Nuketown. And that's going to be involved in some incidents 65 years before rockets are supposed to fall down and destroy. If, if it's around the classified timeline. Now, we might be jumping forward in time to a nuke town in 2025 just before rockets hit which uh, we'll see uh how that all lines up so all the stuff is there but none of it is set up in an intro cinematic nothing set up it just doesn't have the setup that we have come used to from a bo3 experience bo3 was very good about giving us memory trailers about giving us uh hype trailers intro cinematic sequences and director's cut music videos all the way through and continuously over each every three or four months with one storyline not with a nine storyline injected there or chaos storyline clogging up eight months of us trying to follow where the hell are we so i think there's you make a fair point uh that what the fuck's going on i have no idea this hasn't been set up properly but there's also the counter argument i also want to highlight too that there's plenty of people saying it's all there you just got to look for it well not to mention you also have uh you have Nikolai in the background speaking very vaguely, oh. so vaguely it's almost. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I needed to sneeze. My apologies. Yeah. Um, it was it was so vague it was almost nonsensical. I it, okay. Go ahead. Like it was it was it was a bit of nothing. Yeah. Did you did you guys feel that? I'm so used to that type of talk that I just can't even stand it anymore. That's why I I was being taken out of the trailer. Like there was things I saw in this intro sequence or trailer, whatever you want to call it, um, that I I started like I could feel a little bit of that old zombie stuff when I saw old German Sam and she all of a sudden got Captain Marvel powers and is blowing an apothecon in half. I'm like. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm conflicted. The apothecon, not a big fan. Sam. I like that. Are we going to team up with Sam to fight the Apothecons? That sounds cool. Are the zombies going to be on our side? And the real ending is the jur the friends we made along the way? Maybe, but let's see where this goes. But then later on, like we talk about just ominous Nikolai quotes. He, he talks about Rick Toffin's quote again, like, man, I can't, I can't believe or it's totally understand why Rick Toffin went crazy knowing the things I now know, which aren't making me go crazy. I, I am going to do something and save the world. Why? Why has Nikolai been set up at this point at all? He's just been, you know, PTSD sad Nikolai. That's all he's been. It's just angry. If you listen to his quotes through all, all the previous maps, he's remorseful, angry, and sad since Origins. It's it's a little different than the guy that was like the life of the party in the previous map. So uh, it's this give and take where I see like little little bits of like, oh, shit, that's Ultimus stuff. I really like this. I'm, I'm an Ultimus dirty fanboy apologist, whatever you want to call me. But then I see like the Apothecon War. I got to know everyone's opinion on this. Okay. When yeah, I, 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 I read, we've we, we've talked in the circles about this. Let's, let's get let's get like Jack and uh, Chuck's opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This like, is, I, you... I want to start. I want to start with this, though. What did you have any connection to the Great War shown in the trailer? Uh, so start. So that'll be the second one. All right. I got to know that one. But 
Tell us what you think about it, and then tell us, did you have any investment in Monty versus Shadowman when they were having their giant knockoff Avengers fight? Go ahead. <laughs> Chuck or Jack, whoever I wants to take the lead, go for it. I haven't really... I don't know. For my thoughts on the trailer, it is really weird mm -hmm. because there's always a chippet of, oh, he understood all these things and it like, drove him mad. But then there's the hoping that you will actually find out, and I have a feeling that they're going to wait to do that. Mm -hmm. I thought it was actually kind of interesting to see, like, I don't, like, whatever those mega keepers were and that neither, and that Monty has, like, a odd-looking tentacle form. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Makes, makes him does seem more like he's just putting on an act to seem like the righteous one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To me, but, to me though, that... that but, oh, go on. Yeah, well, let me talk to you. Uh, talk like, too much. It, being, it, it being so ominous is... It doesn't tell us anything except for... Oh, we're setting up what we're going to be finding out for the next little while, and then it'll all make sense after it ends. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. It, mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. I feel you. I don't feel like it tells us much about an actual map or anything that's happening, mm -hmm. but I'm excited that it, we're finally actually, well, finding out, like, what did the Great War look like? Were those the Shangri-La Mountains in the background? Mm -hmm. It'll all be revealed soon. Oh, I didn't even think about the Shangri-La Mountains. That's, Ooh, the that first thing, a... that's the first thing I thought of, like the loser I am, but everyone's just like, it's probably just Nevada, Reed, you stupid idiot. Yeah, that was that was my yeah. thought process. And I'm like, yeah, probably. Ooh, almost... But they just look so similar to me because I've stared at them for so long. I like That's been burned in my brain. I'm like, oh, that would just be them, wouldn't it? That would be the secret, the, the best-kept secret, except that's definitely not what the best-kept secret is. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, before we get too far away, people are saying that the reason Nikolai would be in charge is because he's the only one with his soul left. It's like, okay, I guess. Why? Remind me again, why is he the only one with the soul left? Because between Zet and Gorod, they go to Blood of the Dead. Oh, right that's right. Line. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, but you could write that a bazillion different ways. Like, why Why did they choose Nikolai to be the guy is more the, is, is my criticism. Because it's not my guy. Hashtag not mine, Primus Nikolai. No. <laughs> I want hashtag Ultimus because I'm a spoiled, grumpy child. Um, so, uh, was it... I believe it was Jack, right? You just gave us your opinion, or was... Uh, yes. Okay, so Chuck, I want to hear your opinion now on the intro sequence. Right. So, I mean, first of all, it looked really cool. I love the way it looked. Just mm -hmm. that kind of BO2, kind of DE almost a little bit too, kind of yeah. almost comic book, but not quite that mm -hmm. sequence. Mm -hmm. That's really cool looking. Mm -hmm. Um but I don't understand what the hell is going to be going on, you know? <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. where, if, if we're doing the Great War right now, what is DLC for? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Like, honestly, <laughs> I, I mean, I would just have assumed DLC 4 was going to be the Great War, sure. and this was some sort of setup, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's, like, are they both going to take place during the Great War? Like, first we're just kind of setting up, like, trying to get what we need to to go in for DLC 4, or what exactly is going on, you know? A two-part battle. Mm -hmm. Right, which would be kind of interesting. Play as Ultimus side, play as Primus side. 
I Hell, maybe even play as Victus. Yeah, I see that to me is right. an easy way to win me over on this map. That's what I still want. As much criticism as oh, I'm giving yeah. Treyarch, it's because I love their game, and that's why I I criticize them so hard because I, I they've lost my hardcore passion, love. I've lost that that excitement I used to have for their series. So I mean, something like that would totally get me back on board, where it's more the celebration of these characters we've grown to love and cherish instead of whatever it's been all over this time that if we got to play as Victus and Primus and Ultimus throughout these last two maps in multiple sequences, we've already seen character skin change like that was shown in Blood of the Dead, even shown on the stream today. I had that running in the background earlier. That's wonderful. That's exciting stuff. Those are things we like to see, I, I believe, as players. Right. And it gets you excited to be like, oh, whoa, blowing my mind. These are things I think zombies should have evolved to way long ago. We should have been able to have these in-game clothing and outfit changes or character model changes. This, But I'm glad we're finally getting there at some shape, way, or form. During your conversation, too, you, you made me think about the Great Warrior. If you're saying, like, if it's happening in this map, how stupid would it be if in Nuketown, like, off in the distance, you just see like the crowd but it's just the stupid keepers and apothecons fighting in the background oh my god oh. would i be laughing audibly oh, no. if i had kinda to see like... them slowly fighting in the background <laughs> way kind of like a radioactive thing yeah yeah oh god oh man oh mm -hmm. man i hope to god i don't load in the map and see that hot garbage but i would just like it would just blow my mind if they were able to do like one step you're one group and then just kind of do it so yes. you can literally be each group during the oh. map for different parts of the easter egg oh. and then maybe even like a world war Two where dlc4 after you beat that you can play them back to back like uh what the what's the, torture the path. something road torture path, torture path. Yep. yeah yep something like that that'd be amazing yeah i love that you bring me back to something i talked about for years called marathon mode that they had a special mode where it was just completing easter egg after easter egg and it would teleport you to the next map based on like the e the easter egg and it would follow the story and you would try and get yeah, to as far great. maps as you can but the rounds keep racking up so it's a challenge if you want to complete mm -hmm. moon you got to go all the way from kino deer toten to moon in one go of easter eggs that's going to be like a, a six eight hour experience that's just going to grind you and make it difficult and I, that's that stuff sounds really appealing to me those are again right. i thought that was the natural evolution of where zombies was going to go over the years but they just sort of they got they, they did what they want to do with their game i think is the best yeah. way to describe it i should move i always do this i talk towards wherever discord is and uh, i move the window way over so I'm, I'm like talking to a wall over here when i'm not even <laughs> seeing camera can look at the camera anyway so yeah john are you back can you guys hear me i can mecca john what? not to be confused with mecca <laughs> bowser when he's all robotic oh poor john so um, it, i wanted to just that really lost me my buddy ryan he kept uh, the the sequence with the great war in that video is where i'm like oh yeah i i love seeing the conclusion of a cthulhu flight in my zombie storyline i used to care so much about it, it's just a strange it's so strange to me to see that sequence because there's no stakes for me i don't like monty i don't like the shadow man i don't like the keepers and the apothecons 
I don't have stakes. And it's not even, I don't like hate them. Maybe Monty, but I don't really hate them. It's just like, they're nothing to me. They're nothing balls. They're things that came not even a few years ago. And then the whole world surrounding this great war, which by the way, there might be two, three great wars on the original cycle. There's two, there's two great wars. So we broke the cycle. So now I guess we're trying to make it just one great war that finishes all the great wars to be. So it's, yeah. It was tough for me to see anything. Like, I liked seeing the swole keepers that literally, like, have prison tats as they're coming up. Like, here we go. We're going to, like, siege troll keepers. I'm like, what? oh, wow. This is, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't have stakes built up into it at that point. Where I do, when I see a Sam, it's like, oh, my God, what's Sam up to? She, she was trapped in the basement with Monty at some point. She There's a German Sam. Then she talked to us in Classified and then stopped after 15 rounds, got my hopes up, and then took it away. Like, oh, I really want more Sam interaction. I really want more of that type of development with the old questions. Like the excitement other people are getting from Black Ops 2, I want to get from World at War and Black Ops 1. That's, that's I think, one of the big missing components to me is that care to bring BO1 and World at War uh, and not in a fan service way like, again, Peter McCain. They show him in the trailer. Well, I don't care about Peter McCain. The guy doesn't hasn't had, like, a single line in the entire zombie series audibly it's like what why don't we work on the characters we're dying to see the conclusion of like the moon and for old i guess old timers but same token the premise crew and even the victus crew people want to see the end of bo2 the bo1 storylines we haven't finished and they're all being melded together in a way that just is a little uh it's not my personal preference at the moment because it's such a focus on premise which is clearly why i i have gotten less and less uh happy as the story's gone on because it's such a focus on premise and what premise is doing and premise is the babies of the entire operations i i don't find them interesting like in origins it's not that's not fair they are interesting but initially they were so serious and so boring it was such a departure on the reboot and as they progressed in bo3 they did a really really good job and then to be like all right we're restarting and setting you up again for another season of zombies it felt like exhausting to me like a gut punch to be like hey we were in act three jk we're back in act one with the premise crew it's like oh shit man i don't even know how to feel now i think that's what got to me so yeah please go ahead i, I go i ramble i'm sorry this is just an offhand thought that yeah I, please that I please please did the whatever orange gem that Richthofen used yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Blood of the Dead cutscene, yeah. did that get explained? Uh, not yet. Like, do we know what that is yet? Nope, that was introduced in one map, and then I don't know if they even touch it again. I hope they do, but it was able to stop the zombies. Again, that's what I think the big payoff in zombies would be someday, is curing the zombies, fixing the zombies, or ending the zombie problem. That, to me, is what the <laughs> core of the game mode has been, is trying to stop zombies, but... Uh, it seems like it's going to be a battle between God. It's going to be us fighting God. And I didn't quite see that coming the way the story was. Maybe not see that coming. It just, it feels like an odd payoff when it's such like, it was a character driven story for Ultimus and even Primus. And then we got Monty introducing Gorod Krovi in, in full force. It seems like, ah, ah, it's so late. It's so late for the villain to be introduced in so late, but it's fine. Because I, I remember just a lot of theory crafting being centered around like, mm-hmm. oh, which one of these things is going to become the most important? Mm-hmm. Will it be the will it be the whatever orange gem that is? Mm-hmm. Will it be like what? F- 
amalgamation of different Richtofens will there be to somehow make something happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, like, then we get to classify it, and that took for freaking ever to find that cutscene, and yep. now we're getting the new ones before the map even comes out. Mm-hmm. And right. we have no leads to go off of. Mm-hmm. Will it? Will the orange gem just be a one-off MacGuffin? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Right. Right. And it, I, I, I go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And if uh, uh Reed, I think you said earlier that Nuketown. Sure. Well, it, if it is Nuketown, then it's going to be, and it's going to be set in the past. Mm-hmm. What characters are going to be there? Because sure. I know that uh, Russman worked for Broken Arrow, and Marlton he's too. pretty old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He. He may get a cameo in that map, mm-hmm. but will we get payoff for them? We don't know. Will mm-hmm. what is now going on in the zombie storyline, especially after Treyarch now has to develop Call, Call of Duty twenty twenty? Yes, and and exactly. And you know, you made me think about. I my frustration comes from zombies being this very deep, interesting lore to basically becoming a monster Pacific Rim, a, a Godzilla movie. And I think that's that's why I lost some of my respect and enjoyment for the series because of just what you're explaining. Is every map we just go through this process of like, well, what about that stuff that was really important last time? Oh no, 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 we're not we're not dealing with that. We're not talking about that. Oh, we're rewriting that. Oh, we're changing that. Oh, the world has changed. The timelines are different. History has been rewritten. It's, it, it happens so many times that how do you get get to the end of a movie and be like or a series or a tv shows or a video game sitting in there in the last of us and a god of war and all of a sudden you go oh actually yeah all that stuff you did in the opening acts throw that out don't worry about that here's the final vision this is the final journey it's tough to keep building up those stakes those payoffs the reason we're doing the things like greg fps and chat just talked about we need to figure out why nikolai is wants to fight monty and why he has the motivation he does I, I am of the mentality that we should not be setting up motivations anymore. It's, we should be finishing them. We should be concluding motivations. We should be seeing the end of journeys and we should make sense. But some people don't want that out of a video game. Like, the, here's the reality check to myself is like, shut up. It's Call of Duty, man. I want to shoot zombies and have fun. I don't give a crap. Give me a new monster every map to fight. So that's something I'm working on trying to see that other perspective because I was so down and negative and upset about the game that at least acknowledge it. I don't agree with it and it doesn't have to make me like the game, but you, you made me think about all that process uh, and basically the grieving process of call of duty zombies. When you were bringing up all those points you made about the game of why we care. It's, it's something I've, I've hammered on for quite a while. So I apologize if I annoy anybody by that, but yeah, go ahead. Just, there's a lot of things that need payoff. Yeah. I mean, we we didn't know what happened to the original Ultimus crew on the moon after yeah. that Easter egg ended. We just went straight to, and we're back on Earth. Here are four new people. And suddenly now Richtofen is the announcer. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in Black Ops 4, we find out they're in a hangar in a cage. And all of them are there. Five years later, yep. If you don't read the comics uh, and you don't look up videos online, it literally makes absolutely no sense. I can't imagine how confused somebody is uh, to to see all that. And especially the eye roll you got to hear when it's just like, how'd you get back in your body? And Rick Tom's like, I'm not going to tell you. It's like, oh, Lord. <laughs> is this what we're doing? At least uh, 
Oh, what movie did I see recently? Matrix, like I was talking about earlier. When people have questions, the movie explains it later on, but there's three times early on where they go, there's no time to explain. We got to go do something. I got to show you. I just got to show you. And the movie is literally like telling you, shut up, just enjoy it. It'll make sense later, all right? Hold your questions. If you have questions afterwards, fine. We'll talk about them later. I, I feel like we needed that. We need a lot more of that. If they're going that, that route to be like, hey, hey, buddy, shut your mouth and just enjoy the map. And I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, no. I'll focus on gameplay. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, let's do that. But, I mean, they hammer us home with all sorts of uh, story stuff. As soon as you load the maps, even though I love, love Ancient Evil, uh, there's a fair criticism to be made that Oracle needs to shut up. I just want to play the map. That's too much. I'm going to turn off voices because I can't stand how much the characters talk. It's a give and take, right? It's, 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 that's the tough part of the, the de developer side of all this is they have to try and say how many lines are too many. How, uh, that's something that is a fine line to balance where uh, when do we get, like you were talking about Moon, like recycling lines, and you're like, I, I know every damn quote before he says it, so you'd like new quotes. But then on the opposite side, shut him up i don't want to hear him anymore how about maybe he doesn't have to react to everything so there's it's, it's, it's interesting conversation although i feel like that complaint has been very alive ever since origins and samantha constantly in your ear just yep. Yep. Are you doing the easter egg yeah yeah very much so very much so um what are your guys hopes for for this map what do you hope to get out of this map as much as the criticisms and everything everybody has says and lofty expectations mine are so damn low my for example i'm just hoping to have fun at this point i'm hoping there's some ultimate stuff that's going to make me smile and i'm hoping to have a good time and make some videos to try and enjoy as much as i can and meme a little bit i'm hoping to have some good memes out of this what do you guys want to get out of this map at very base no more rabbit holes there are so many fair. just like little things that could turn into so deep i mentioned that crystal it may not even be involved and we may never get an answer for it sure i just hope that Everything is like at least acknowledged. Like Victus actually does something. Ultimus actually does something. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Every I don't even care if it has like a just super like oh the unit like everyone loses. It, as long as it isn't just oh and then this twist happens and we'll see you in our next game. Mm. I feel that the see you next time to me is so, so insulting at this point, even though it's serialized uh, video games, that's kind of how they have to do it. Uh, but it's so frustrating to be on, but you can make cliffhangers without leaving us in the dark. You, you can treat us like we, we care and we're, we're going to come back, not just because, Oh man, I can't guess what's going to happen, but because I'm interested and invested, I'm going to come back to play your game. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't like that. See you next time. That's what really rubbed me the wrong way in Classified was five, uh, five, six years later. It's like, yeah, and don't worry, there'll be more later. It's like, what? I bought the game. What do you mean later? <laughs> Am I here? Yes, finally. Wow. Good. You, you've been Good. struggling. I restarted my internet again. All right. Um, I don't know what I've missed. A lot. I've so definitely just, missed a lot of conversation, just, but I feel like yeah. from what I was when oh I was here, I okay. feel like there what? No, no, like I we were in the middle of right now what they want to get out of the map. 
this is the we're wrapping up just the initial conversation of alpha omega what what do they want to get out of this map and i said for example i wanted to get uh just having fun and some nice uh ultimus stuff out of it and i want to hopefully smile that's all i'm looking for my expectations are so low i just didn't get some memes out of the map that and so we're going through everybody's what they want to get out of the map right now is john gone again are you kidding me are you He's- kidding me I'm so glad you guys are here this week. I would be fu- maybe not furious, but I would be so lost. So please continue, continue while we lose John again. And Hold, he, holding a conversation by yourself. Yeah, the the heat must be melting his router into oblivion in the great heat <laughs> surge of Europe right now. Um, I, I think we're on to uh, Chuck. What do you hope to see? Yeah, out of please, this map? please. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I think the biggest thing I want out of it. Mm-hmm. is for it to be replayable mm. because i feel like with this map right here i could see it going one of two directions i could yeah. see it as its own entity its own like just great map you know or i could see it as a map they're literally just using as a filler to get to dlc4 Oof, i would hate that and that's that's what worries me the most is that i could easily see them doing that mm-hmm. oh yeah especially because the resource problem they had in 2020 being dropped on them for mm-hmm. sure so besides that just mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> small things uh i'm getting kind of sick of shields but i know there's going to be one mm-hmm. you know oh you just start like, a whole other uh, conversation we'll get to that <laughs> oh man you guys um, you this is what this is the problem right you don't have john here to de- to defend all the newer age stuff any oh do you get the og guys together and there's just oh no there's conversations to be had we're like ever going to see return of who's who (laughs) that'll summon john back (laughs) who's who nothing would make me oh my god yes we can john no it didn't summon me i'm just scared i've been in for about 30 seconds but i'm scared to talk because i feel like i'm gonna lose connection that's horrible (laughs) um but if you'd like no oh you sound nope all right robot you just hold hold that thought hold that thought john chuck keep going oh god so i'd honestly love to see like a buildable from bo2 Mm -hmm. like the chopper or like the turbine you use for something something just a callback if victus is there Mm -hmm. a callback to victus something like that i think it'd be really cool that's a cool that's yeah i I feel you on that john do you want to try you think your audio is going to hold up can you hear me we can hear you through the Uh, robotic time portals in the uh space-time continuum okay um how bad is it (laughs) um it's not great yeah it's like when you would talk into the robot thing in your shitty ten dollar megaphone and he's gone so let's talk about shields because that's something me and my old time grumpkin ryan dude my buddy ryan texted me just like reed we're just gonna be old men in rocking chairs with blankets on our lap on the front porch being like zombies used to be good in my day i'm like oh christ ryan i think you've been there for quite a while 
Um, but uh, shields and buildables, it's required. And we start talking about how it became sandbox. Like the maps lose their character, their personality, and some of the uniqueness to them because every map, oh, well, there has to be a shield. Why? Oh, every map, there has to be a main quest Easter egg. Oh, every map has to have a boss fight. Every map has to have these things that are staples. And it starts to make all the maps feel similar. They're not unique anymore. They don't have any reason for you to get excited because well, I already played this. I already played this map. I I don't have a unique buildable, even though I've never been a fan of buildables. Um, the way they have undermined like the wonder weapons, but that should be the evolution, right? I think uh-huh. we also ran into wonder weapons being devalued thanks to our specialist weapons, which took away from gameplay, enjoyment, and mechanics. So we have all, we can go down the list, but there's all these little things that came together in Black Ops 4 that just eroded away at the uniqueness and character to maps, shields being one of them. I, who, why do I can't play the game unless I build a shield? And it's it's such a staple. It's like, but why? Like Assassin's Creed had tons of staples, but they took a year off and said, we're going to make a good Assassin's Creed game. We need to make something because releasing one every year isn't working out. And we feel like the game as a series is dying. And they came back with Odyssey and hit a home run. Oh, it's fantastic. There you go. There you go. And, <laughs> and, don't, and don't forget that if a map has a shield, there's yeah. a chance nowadays that there's going to be a shield upgrade quest. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's another thing that we've done a bazillion times. And then guess what? It's got to be involved in the Easter egg. There were certain patterns that, oh, the new wonder weapon would be involved in the Easter egg. Oh, the X and Y and Z would be involved in previous Easter eggs. Uh, it's a strange place we're at now because that, they don't want to be predictable, so the developers are trying to make things fun, but then we get revelation steps or an entire Easter egg around a shield in revelation, I mean the rock steps. It's it's a strange, strange place to be in. Cause I, I give credit to the developers. How do you make something engaging? How do you make some mystery that a hundred thousand people aren't going to solve in 10 minutes. How do you do that? Especially when you only have a few months at a time to develop something, depending on like you get the year, like again, we'll go to final Reich, shadows of evil, uh, uh, our launch for maps, blood of the dead, just take any of them. IWs, all any of the developers, you can really get a good core map. That's the one, even though you're transit, right? You're supposed to supposed to on theory, get that core map that you put all this development time into and you can really do something that's engaging, great gameplay and potentially have a good mystery. They they don't have all that time when they make the DLCs and it makes it that much harder when they have to do stuff like what if we just don't tell them anything? What if the characters talk zero and they just have to stumble upon shit by pressing square and shooting things? That that f- falls into this uh well, we know there has to be an Easter egg. We know we have to build a shield. We know we are playing in a sandbox that happens to be vaguely related to zombies at this point. It's it's a it's a weird mix for me, and it's I don't know. It's not it's not good, but it's not like angry screaming with the clouds bad. So I don't know. It's just hmm. Mm. Well, do you guys have any more opinions on that? Otherwise, I'm going to touch on the uh, the controversy. Well, I'm down to get into controversy. All I'm right. I know what John, John's opinion is. Yeah. Wow, man, he had opinions, so I'm disappointed. Oh, he's muted right now. <laughs> well, so I think he's just waiting. He's saving it. So let me do the setup for it because Jason Schreier, 
We have started to use that name more and more in this podcast as he seems to be one of the most respected gaming journalists in the industry as gaming journalism has always been quite a joke uh, when it comes to journalism and respect throughout the entirety of uh, media culture right now, especially because of Gamergate and all that type of stuff. With that said, he's done some incredible exposés for Kotaku, which has had its ups and downs. So will Jason fall from grace? We'll find out. But he released one finally about Treyarch Studios and their poor working conditions. Now, we have a couple of things we should address for people who aren't familiar with this type of stuff and don't really understand the background about this. For starters, Jason Schreier broke articles on Anthem and their horrible horrible development process of an eight-year game that was a complete failure and was causing developers to have nervous breakdowns and a plethora of issues in the past then he broke another game that i can't remember off the top of my head and then he broke most recently the treyarch one uh in the game development industry the qa testers are typically treated as second-class citizens unskilled labor easily disposable and replaceable uh, this is pretty common pl- practice in an industry that is very rough the game development industry is cutthroat it's a lot of crunch time it's long hours it is not at all a happy fun place to work in the gaming industry it is long hours of hard work hard decisions failures and i'd say heartbreaks constantly where you have to say oh we're cutting that from the game oh we have to ship bugs oh this isn't going to work so it's a rough industry and even rougher is to have very poor working conditions jason schreier interviewed 11 former and current treyarch employees that uh were talking about the terrible qa tester conditions some of them weren't even qa testers and full-time employees commenting about how bad it was their treatments the qa testers were treated as second-class citizens having to park 10 minutes away uh than everybody else uh, but to be I, i'll get into the counter arguments actually later let me just set keep setting it up for everybody so everyone has the same uh, footing in case you didn't read the article by jason schreier on kotaku again i very much recommend going see it but they would have to work long hours in the summer and crutch time because the game was not doing fantastic in development they ended up having to cut stuff once again way close to the deadline a campaign they said that was never in development was absolutely being made and they cut the black ops 4 campaign and threw in a battle royale with less than a year to go because it was not doing well activision acts that because it wasn't play testing well at all QA tester wise, they were told they had very strict schedules. They weren't allowed to, they wouldn't know if they had their weekends off or not. Uh, they would be working north of, I think, 100 hours a week. And sometimes on weekends, they would just sleep in their car or sleep at the studio because they wouldn't even go home because they were working so many hours. The pay is so low that they are forced, basically forced. Um, it's one of those, you're not forced, but it's one of those things like your boss tells you something without telling you. One of those scenarios where you, they have to, if they want to make enough money to pay their rent, they have to work the 13-hour days. Uh, that's a, a lot more uh, than a standard uh, uh, reasonable working uh, w- working conditions or, uh, oh my God, hourly working day. So on top of that, they ended up uh, not being invited to 
all hands meetings. They're not included in emails, even though they're working on the same game. It very much feels like they're not involved and treat it like these afterthoughts. They aren't allowed to party. There's circumstances where they, when they throw parties, uh, they aren't allowed to drink because they need to get back to work. They can't be impaired in any way because they have so much crunch time to do. If there was catered food, they'd have to wait an hour after the food arrived. If there was anything left over, that's what they were able to eat. Uh, it was a lot of very rough stories about being treated secondary on a game that you're working with that's supposed to be a collaboration. So there's a lot of disgruntled opinions. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of uh, one of the stories was they would turn off the air conditioning and it took them two months during the hot months where you have all your computers and all of your uh they're in an office, as described inside this article, that normally it would it's supposed to comfortably sit six or seven people, but they had 10 to 15 people working at this their QA station cubicles, and they would come in for 12-hour shifts. So when the night shift would come in, they would turn off the air conditioning, and they'd be dying during the night because machines, if you know, if you ever work around computers, especially PlayStation 4s that overheat and all that type of stuff, um, it gets hot really quick. So it was 90 degrees, 95 degree working conditions. Uh, even though the air conditioning was fine, then they were told it was broken. And then eventually, if they didn't forget, they were getting air conditioning. Uh, so this is uh, a, a rough oversimplification of everything that went through that article. Uh, the human cost of Call of Duty Black Ops 4. I would highly recommend you read through the whole thing for all your details to see to try and see what you want to take away from it. Obviously, there's going to be disgruntled workers that are going to want to stick it to Treyarch. But mo to wrap it up, the most interesting part to me recently was Jason Schreier had an update from Treyarch that an email went out to everybody in the, the studio. And it was a very blasé. It's a nothing email that doesn't really say much. But what it doesn't say to me was more important was they don't deny any of it in that email. There's not, they just, yep, that's exactly what's happening without saying it, coming out and saying that, which is rough, rough, but better than doubling down and nothing's wrong though. We've seen tons of issues in the gaming industry. Just point to a developer or a publisher that doesn't have this type of drama. All right. But that is the controversy that's gone out right now. I'd love to hear all of your opinions now. Let's discuss what you make of this type of stuff and what do you think, if anything, will, will come out of it. So it, it still very much blows my mind that a very key part of the company was mm -hmm. being treated like just sweatshop workers. We're going to put like 10 of you and 10 of your rigs all in the same space, turn off the air conditioning and tell you, by the way, when you go on break, you cannot do any of these things. Mm -hmm. We need you like we need you essentially on call at all times. And you may end up better buy a futon because it sounds like you're going to be sleeping here. All mm -hmm. That's like and my dog's barking. I'm sorry. That's okay. uh, it's. It's the type of stuff that I'm wondering what is going to be happening next. Like, will the heads of Treyarch still be on by the time we reach 2020? Mm -hmm. Or is that going to fall through and then is suddenly Infinity Ward going to have a bunch of work dumped on them? Because, well, obviously Treyarch is like kind of well, they are treating their QA team very well, and 
Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. Yeah. It's really weird to think about like a company that I respected so much and thought they were like they're on the top of the line when it comes to Call of Duty, and now sure. suddenly just everything is crumbling because yeah. now now it's become oh they were good because people were like suffering and through work instead of just doing their job sure now some counter arguments that i see often about all this type of stuff and is something we need to bring up is there's a lot of industries this is an exclusive to gaming that we have very poor working conditions that people are being exploited that thing welcome to capitalism um that we have long hours doing shitty jobs that we don't want to do especially for unskilled labor this seems more a common treatment of unskilled laborers than it is uh commentary on just qa developers but does that mean just because you're an unskilled laborer you don't have rights you don't have you don't have the right to be treated somewhat fairly or fairly inside these working environments and conditions, depending on what you contribute. People often say QA testers are garbage. They're idiots and anybody can do it easily replaceable. Some of the things brought up in that article, and and this is, I'm just generally replying here to, because I want to try and give both sides. I'm trying my best to see devil's advocate to everything just for the sake of the conversation Um, that these, these QA testers, it's so tough to get a rhythm with the QA testers if the turnover is so high. If you if you need you're working with somebody to tell you what's wrong with your game and every 6 months there's a new face or every 4 months there's a new face, it's tough to understand who's a good QA tester. And that's why they don't that you get some of the worst. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you're picking up all these crappy unskilled laborers, they don't have a chance to be like that two-year veteran QA tester that's going to be able to spot these bugs that knows what they're doing with their job to be somewhat qualified. I, I constantly hear numbers like 10% of QA testers are actually pretty damn good at what they do and they're a big value and the rest of them are just mindless idiots playing video games. It's it's a tough area to be like, well, there's a business side of it that says like, yeah, well, they're unskilled. I'm not going to pay them the salaries because I can get anybody to do that. On the other side, uh uh-oh, this is how unions are formed. Hello, Industrial Revolution. (laughs) Although, finding a good QA tester amongst all of that may Mm -hmm. be more difficult because if you're putting putting someone who could be a genuinely good QA tester into just total, like, crap conditions, you're going to be crammed in a room with, like, and it's going to be blazing hot... And you're going to be working all the time. It, you're going to sometimes things are going to slip by, which mm-hmm. it it's a self fulfilling prophecy that kind of just makes itself worse the more you go further. Mm-hmm. Have any wait, thoughts wait, on this? Wait, wait, one, one. I saw one chat. Someone said like, uh, "Let's see some facts, not an article by a journalist." Treyarch didn't deny any of it. <laughs> they came out with a statement not denying any of it. <laughs> if they weren't facts they would go that's completely true this is just slander i mean treyarch all but said yeah that's us you got me and just like people are saying too in chat this is the game industry this is what this is what we're looking at inside unskilled labor so it's ah it, it, 
it's a tough situation because we love Treyarch. We want to look up to them. We want them to be our heroes. We want them to blow our minds. We want to to absolutely love the games they do. But this is just like any product, any product you get from China because they have to get chemicals. We, we get into a whole ethical and moral debate now, which uh, does that hamper your your game or is it a vegan scenario, right? Just like people who eat meat who know what's happening. is like, is that going to cause you to stop eating meat or stop buying AAA titles? And the, the equivalence of where your, do your morals directly impact whether or not you buy video games? If you need people with equal working conditions when we, we probably don't have... We don't. I'm not going to say probably. We don't have the experience or education to know what it is to run a billion-dollar Activision company and all the little things that go into how these awful scenarios occur and the management decisions that have to happen. Do I think it's okay, though, that you can't talk to your manager? No! They should have air conditioning. They should have better communication. Good leaders shouldn't be taking $15 million bonuses to CFOs and stuff when... Other people are struggling to have happy, fulfilling working conditions. But that's the type of management that trickles down from the top. And you can get into a whole bunch of business theory about that if you want to do that. Do I exist in this call, by chance? Yes, you do. Yes, you sound yes, great. You do. So you, we also need to bring up the fired QA tester and uh, all that. And John's opinion about uh, computer science is going to be extremely valuable. So, John, here we go. Go. I don't know if my I don't know if my CS education or how valuable that is in this instance. Um, we'll, well, you know the culture though of the computer science and coding world, software engineers. So yeah, but but they're what they're doing isn't really software engineering. Right. They're right. just told that they're just told to play this game at round a hundred, maybe a thousand mm -hmm. times, or told to do this thing over and over, or just try to break the game. Yes. Um. Like it's, I, I talked to you a bit, a bit about this before the show, and mm -hmm. I don't know really how much of what has been said in this conversation already because I've been in and out, and mm -hmm. this is a miracle that I'm able to be in this call. So we'll see how long I last. Keep going, keep going. Um, but you know, like what they're doing, it doesn't strike me as like skilled labor in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So I like think some this, people in like, chat are getting caught up with that right now too. That's like terminology: this... unskilled labor versus skilled labor. We're not saying the person doesn't have skills, but there's unskilled labor is like a guy in an assembly line. It's just something it's you grab somebody like and any, do anybody it. could anybody could potentially be a QA. Yeah. And I could be wrong, and maybe I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. But the way that the way the job strikes me, or the way my understanding of the job is that like. Like you don't need to go through four years of college to be a QA tester, and that doesn't mean that just because you didn't go to college, your work's not valuable. But sometimes what that does mean is that anybody can do your job, and if anybody can do your job and you're highly replaceable, then of course you're not going to be treated as well as the other employees at that company. You know, like Treyarch needs mm -hmm. to keep its most valuable employees happy for fear that they might go elsewhere. Sure. You know. Sure. But if you're if you're easily replaceable then Treyarch doesn't need to worry about you moving elsewhere because if you do, they just find another. Now, how you run your company and how you run your company culture is also important too. And from what it seems like, Treyarch has a lot of turnover in QA testers and maybe that wouldn't be the case if they treated them better. And maybe if they treated them better, they wouldn't have to waste as much time training those QA testers as well, which mm -hmm. could then lead to better productivity. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying like, oh, fuck, QA testers, they're worthless. We could just get sure. a bunch because maybe if you do treat them better, that'll actually lead to overall just better studio morale. Yeah, there's tons of studies but, but, that support when you do stuff legally and you keep your, uh, oh my God, employees happy, it, it just leads to better profits. But Yes. So let's not let's not mm -hmm. pretend that like that these QA testers 
deserve the same, you know, value in the company as somebody who has been there for 15 years and has several degrees and is highly sought after because that's just not how the world works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my only, that's my only thing on it. They're but just... I do think just from what I read in it, like, mm-hmm. like really you can't let the, you can't let the QA testers come to the employee party when it yeah. starts like really Treyarch. Yeah. Like if, if that's the case, then, then there needs to be a better work structure. And I know that's how the game industry works. And like the game industry can be just shit especially in crunch time but seriously yes. yeah that's just being nice that's literally like the cool popular like, like being... kids get the ice cream first and then everybody else does like everybody else who isn't the popular kids comes in second that that and you could just jump like if you're if you're sociology about how that's going to create groups dissenting opinions jealousy it, it's oh yeah sorry keep going yeah, so I mean, I'm I haven't read the entire article just because it's a long article, yeah. I, it, uh, and mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm not always on the side of the QA testers, sure. um, especially because like you had the one who did the whole thing of like, oh, yes. I got fired for taking yes. a lunch break, yes, yes, you know, which adds adds layers to that story too. Now that you kind of like it, it, it doesn't validate him, but it does no. add a little bit of credence to his story. Yes. Yes. Uh, to me, to me, I, I very much read that, read like skimmed through the article, and it was just kind of like, yeah, this is this is the game industry, and this is why I tell people uh, where when people when people ask me like, oh, you're doing computer science, you want to get into video games and stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. like, no, yeah. I want to stay away from video games. Yep, yep, yep. I don't want to go anywhere near that shit because I hear it's low pay, long hours. You like, it's not just the, uh, it's not just the QA testers that are working long hours too, but it's the programmers, it's the, it's the, um, it's the artists, the modelers, the animators. Mm-hmm everybody's putting in a lot of work. Now, some people are putting in more work than others, or some people have better conditions than others. Mm-hmm. But it's not just like everybody else is at a party and the QA testers are suffering, like chained up in the basement. <laughs> yeah, no, they just feel they, they are absolutely being as sent out as that out group. They're, they're this other people. They're yeah. contractors. That's the and contracting that's... business, though. No matter what world you are like they're going to be more faithful to their employees than contractors i, oh, I yeah. you can't find a business you you can i i'm not gonna say that statement but you there it's so hard to find base uh, businesses that are going to be like oh we want the contractors to feel like family here we're a family here and then you borderline on like the cult businesses that everyone's drinking the kool-aid like oh you're going to be a good fit eh, we're not going down that path anyway sorry too much of my business world is getting in here but there's a really a lot of good points being brought up in chat at least i like seeing uh, as much as possible the respectful stuff in here respectful debate but ideas i love these ideas being uh, debated in here even if it's unskilled labor they are still devoting their life and time working for this company as such treating them as second second class citizens is disgusting in his opinion um and there, there was another one here is labor is still valuable no matter what you're doing that to me is a fascinating idea because i don't I know if don't, i i don't know right? if i agree with that i don't, no, I don't agree with that at all i don't there are labors if i if, if valuable like if, labor is valuable but if if you if you really want to like for example solve unemployment and give everybody a job which by the way is the worst thing to ever do you do not want to do that i, I can give you the right no but let's reason, let's but yeah. let's let's say we wanted to drop the i don't i don't know economics at all that's okay? fine that's fine but let's let's say we want to solve unemployment sure one of the easiest ways to do that is to pay everybody is pay uh, half the unemployed people to dig a ditch and then pay the other unemployed people to fill that ditch back in yes yes but but is that valuable work no right we're not we're not 
gaining any anything out of that type of stuff except just pacifying people uh real quick for the the lesson about why we never want full employment you you want to keep it at a certain percentage actually full, we want full employment is a percentage but you don't want everyone to not have a job because as soon as that happens you're gonna get hyperinflation because if everybody has a job how do you get new uh laborers in your workforce well you gotta you gotta outpay them you gotta pay higher so everyone's now just gonna get in a bidding war over like i need i need the best computer programmer for apple well i'm gonna get paid this much oh i'm gonna leave for a higher salary and everything just goes through the roof because of that type of stuff if everyone has a job then that's the only way from one perspective you can get new labor okay done e economics lesson gone here's my minor i love economics <laughs> i think here's a here, here's here's a really unfortunate just a thing just reading the comments that i've just thought mm -hmm. about is like yeah just an unfortunate part of how the game industry works sure but you know so so if it is that these qa testers are struggling to pay rent so they're working more and more hours yeah and second jobs and everything yeah yeah well i mean you're you're in goddamn santa monica absolutely have that half the place reason is i expensive. won't move out to california it's, you know it's like a if, if if the studios were in a much cheaper place mm -hmm. like, you know like get through the studio in north dakota or something where it's not that expensive to live sure then maybe they wouldn't have to work 13 14 hours in a week to make ends meet now i'm not saying truck you need to uproot your studio out of california and right. put it in uh in in uh north dakota because there's right. reasons there's viable reasons to be in santa monica yeah literally next to activision headquarters but you know like like they're in a they're in a rock and a hard place you know yes yes like like qa testing probably isn't a good lifelong career path not, not at know? all not at all especially in that and area it's especially hard where you're located mm -hmm. and, and what's treyarch to do because they don't really have a reason to pay these guys a lot of money other than just like you know quality of life being good, good people goodwill. yeah yeah exactly altruism and that's yeah, tough altru to sell when you're <laughs> yeah. in the business yeah 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 like like don't go don't go, fat chance going to a board meeting and trying to pitch altruism yeah to be like <laughs> we should pay our qa testers because they'll have a better quality of life we'll make a better game and we'll probably sell a f more copies people will they'll rave about our incredible ethics um, I that I don't think it's a value right now that no, nobody, buy, nobody, nobody buys nobody buys bit of video games for ethical reasons. No, different industries though that is a selling point though. Like oh, when yeah, you yeah, have green yeah, marketed course, companies course. and stuff like that. But but not yes. but not Call of Duty. So, yes, exactly. So you see, like like my my point in bringing this up is that you know Treyarch's in a hard spot too. Yes. Yeah. Like, can they do more for their overall for the overall? Um, quality of life for their employees absolutely do well, the little things like saying you can yep. go to yeah. the company they're, party they're, on time that's like the baseline but that's not that the, but that's not the that's not the root of the issue though the root of the issue is that these guys are overworked mm -hmm. and i think that's the harder problem to solve i don't think that's an easily solved problem yes because the game and the crunch time and the issues because that's management problem that's something that with the timeline got, this game's got to get out yeah and that means you got to queue it so okay maybe you hire more qa testers so that they work more well, how does that affect your how does that affect your bottom line? Well, I not, not even there, John. How unrealistic is that opinion? We don't have space. Where are we going to test this? Yeah. Where are we going to put well, more they, QA they, testers? You, you could tell they you could tell they already don't have space they because don't? they're putting they're putting fifteen people in a room. Wait, what is it? They're putting twelve people in a room made yeah. with six people. Yeah, it, it, it was. Double, I mean, yeah. Where where do you size? Where do you house these employees? And yep. property value in Los Angeles or Santa Monica is already at a premium. Mm -hmm. So now I got to pay for. Now it's like, okay, so you know, they say hire more QA testers. 
okay, well, I hire more QA testers. Where do I put them? Now I have to pay for a whole new office space. Yeah. I have to pay for salaries. a set of salaries, Contract benefits. Salaries. No benefits. Equipment. They don't get benefits. No benefits. Oh, okay. they, they, they have a limited Still. package through the contractor thing they're, they're going through. But I, Okay, not, not important. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, yeah. I got to pay salaries. I got to yeah. pay electricity at this yeah. new office. Yeah. I got to pay rent. Food? I got to pay yeah. for... Food, Water, I gotta plumbing, pay for... all the fixed costs. You get, they got all that. You, you so it's to, not not just, not just that, but I also I also have to um I also have to pay for stuff like uh what do you call it new management to watch over those yep. QA testers yep. that QA managers. The, yep. That affects then the chain of command within Treyarch. Like it's it's yep. not like you, you don't just snap your fingers and hire thirty new QA testers. Right. So, um. So that's that's not easy. That's the labor problem that they had with this game that had to get out at a certain deadline that wasn't ready for it now now again i think we're in a conversation about the games industry in general where do we push back games like kingdom hearts anthem uh god of war series these are games that are in development anywhere from five to 12 years to try and get these games to be released square enix has the approach when it's ready we'll release it uh final fantasy 7 has been in development the remake for years and years and the criticism is it's taking so long it's only going to be part one of a three-part game but but when Activision mm-hmm. called, do you say we need this every year? We need to have a game out here. This is what the product is. This is the result. Oh, another another thing I want to throw in there, just like like the investment into new employees. Yeah. So you got you got to pay for equipment for all those employees to work off of. Mm-hmm. And then once the game's done, your their contracts are up. Mm-hmm. So you've just invested all of this money into a whole new office that's empty. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Bad business. Yeah, unless you got to then you got to start filling it and like the build it and they will come and now you got even more salaries and even more things to worry about and then then you lay off fifteen hundred people. Then you, yeah. then you got to add new projects, but that's also easier said than done too. Yeah, yeah. So this is the rabbit hole. I think I'm. I just me and John want to talk about this at least from the perspective of trying to share, not just the one sided argument to get some realities to how disgusting and gray the situation is, which is welcome to reality. Nothing. These basically things, I'm a black, Treyarch corporate show. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. But I, I, I don't know. It, it's tough on both ends. Um, but I think the basis, I think everyone can agree on is invite them to the meetings. Be able to talk to your managers. Like, this is stuff that that absolutely happens throughout many businesses and industries. But if you want to be a better business, that is like the start. It's just getting better communication, making sure everyone feels involved, and all, all so on and so forth. Um, do you guys have any other comments you want to talk about for this? Of besides, you know, treat people with uh, be nice. The golden rule. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Okay, let's move on. I know. I was, just, I, was about, I was about to just make a comment on the sure. fact that, like, we start at uh, what are we going to do in this new map? To suddenly we're like discussing economics and business and. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm like, oh man, we're getting down a real rabbit hole yeah, here of I morality like and better. ethics and business. Can I, can I, I give my two stuff. cents on Alpha and Omega because I never did? Yeah, go for it. And I'll get us back to um, Omega, then topic time. So I heard very little of the conversation on Alpha and Omega just because yep. I've been battling my internet. Yeah. But from what I did hear here, it sounded very negative. And I want to be Mr. I want to be Mr. Positive or Devil's Advocate or yeah. for what I assume is negative. 
Sure. But I just want to I just wanted to say for the record, I want to I want to give this video its praise and say that one, the imagery in this video is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, some of the best images we've ever seen in zombies, like Samantha taking on an apothecon. Yeah. Like my or whatever they're called. My first thought in that scene was one, how the hell is this possible? Where the hell did that happen? Why is Samantha able to do this? Mm-hmm. But then my next thought was, man, that's a fucking cool scene. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine seeing that live in the map? Yeah. And then there's you can, that'd be awesome. The complete Easter egg step of Apothecon is sweep cool. swooping down to eat all of you and Samantha just cuts it in half with her mm-hmm. uh, Captain Marvel power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean we saw there's that all... happen in Ancient Evil. Remember when he splits the sky when he shoots up Perseus puts it in the air? Could be done. Come on, mm-hmm. Sam. And I think it's a future but, thing too. So keep going. There's also just some interesting moments in this trailer that I want to just touch on for a sec. Yeah, go for it. Uh, for example, there's a look at the Cronor. So you see the Cronorium kind of disappearing, changing, and being re- rewritten, yes. which is what was referenced in the end or the beginning of Blood of the Dead. Yep. One of those scenes was the uh, changed die rise loading screen in which we saw yep. Ultimate or Primus plus Ultimus Richtoff and go to the house, but then they disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I appreciated that callback because that's something that I've been wondering for a while. It's still going to happen, um, though. It still seems like it's going to yeah. happen. Okay. Oh, I still think it's going to happen, but I, I like knowing that it was like finally called back to. Sure. Uh, the shot of the shot of uh, Peter McCain, I just kind of laughed at because I oh. knew that was going to make that's going to make uh, certain colleagues of ours yeah. um, <laughs> get really excited, mm-hmm. even though we both kind of find it to be a little bit nonsense. Yeah. Uh, and then also during the Great War scene, seeing. Mm-hmm. Seeing Monty's finally seeing Monty's apothecon form. Sure. Like I always had a feeling that his human form wasn't his natural form. Yes, yes. And I think people see the squid version of Monty and think, "Oh shit, Mont! This is why Monty's bad because he's a squid person." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Nah, I think I, I think he just projects himself in a form that's more, easier, that's easier for us to relate to, you know, so it doesn't freak us out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He not us, but get... specifically our characters. Yes, yes, I see what you're going you know, for. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like Monty. I think these are what the elders look like. Monty and uh, the Shadow Man are both elders, mm-hmm. but they sometimes use human forms, or they can shape shift. Sure, you know? sure. Yep. That, and that's that, it pretty was, common. Yep. For in storytelling. Liked, yeah, like they. I've seen that device a lot in stories where it's like, ah, no, I'm just, I'm just in my human form, so you don't see my tentacle monster and be like, what the fuck is that? Yep. You know. Uh, but I, I like the Apothecon Monty. Those are my those are my few thoughts on uh, this trailer. I mean, I have many thoughts, but those are just the few ones. I, I just love. I thought this imagery was great, yeah, and also yeah. just a thought I had touching on the discussion of whether or not this was an intro cinematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was posted on the Treyarch channel, where a lot of think like think like Black Ops Three advertising, where we'd get like memories trailers and stuff, yeah, yeah, or yeah, just yeah. vague conversation over imagery. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually what's going on here. I would hope so. I would. Hope I think so. this is like type, a type of memories trailer. I would hope so. I, I, it doesn't sound good based on the leakers, but I would hope so. I, I'm with you in that mm-hmm. boat. Um, All right, are we ready for the best part of the show? Topic time. Topic time. Yeah, yeah you get the topic time up, and oh, I did want to comment on something you were just saying. Oh no, it's going away, and it was super relevant. Oh well, go ahead, topic time. Go get the topic time up, and then we'll get into donations for today. Thank you for all your generous donations. Really appreciate it. Um, this is great conversation today. I'm enjoying this a lot. Okay, so first one from Flip Slip Me Dick. 
Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Actually, his name. Uh, he said, have you ever heard of the musician Falco? He's an 80s Austrian pop star. I have not. Have any of you? No. Never heard I of had him. To, I had to Google him, and I still don't know who Falco is. Uh, you mean but... Star Fox? No, he's, he's <laughs> an 80s Austrian pop star. Never heard of him. Uh, Vegan Lizard King says, who are your favorite YouTubers outside of zombies? Uh, I, let's do, let's start with uh, Chuck. You, you you got something queued up for us? You got got any favorites? Don't say us. Don't. Yeah, we're not we're zombies. Um, so don't you dare say us. Well, I'll hunt you, you down. You know, probably the person I look forward to watching the most when I get like a notification mm -hmm. is Liam. Yeah, but he's not, like a YouTuber anymore, really. You're right. You know, you're right. You're right. But when I see his name, I get really excited. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. Other than that, probably PewDiePie. Ah, classic. Can't go wrong with number yep. one. I don't T series doesn't exist. T series is lame. What about you, Jack? Um, I don't know. There are there are a lot of people that I watch. So you just said like people outside of zombie Zo community? Yeah, outside of zombies, who are your favorite YouTubers? Um hmm. I really enjoy uh uh it, his channel name is Accursed Farms. Okay. But he's uh his name is Ross Scott. Okay. Uh uh Bill Wirtz. Mm. Bill I really enjoyed all of his music. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know there, there was a there's a span of time where it's like all I watched were zombie YouTubers and now just some of them are gone. Oh. I, remember, I remember falling in love with uh Damn. I remember falling in love with the concept of the Z house and now oh. rip that. Oh. Mm, they're getting back to regularly. They're getting back together. I saw on Twitter they were doing something. Are they? I I think they're just meeting up. I don't know if they make oh, that's yeah. pretty classic. I still regularly watch it's killing time, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I love it. Mm -hmm. I'd say for, for me, uh, -huh. uh favorite YouTubers, uh Vlog Brothers. Mm -hmm. Uh late they're they're an all time favorite. CGP Grey, Tom Scott, Binging mm -hmm. with Babish. Yeah. Lately, I've been watching this one guy, Company Man. Mm -hmm. uh, he's pretty cool. It. What? I've, I've seen him around. Yeah, he uh, just kind of gives like little history of companies. But, uh, they're interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. There's this one dude. I, I can't find his name. I'm, I'm hoping as I scroll through YouTube that he shows up in my recommendations because yeah. I've been watching him a lot lately, but I haven't subscribed. Oh. But he's a, he's a chef. Um, or no, he's not a chef, but he's a home cook, and he just gives these really nice, really well done little recipes, and they've just been really fun oh. to watch. I've been binging them lately. God, I wish I could find him. He's got like a great, just like commentary voice that like, he just commentates over what he's cooking. Uh, oh god, uh, let me look up French fries sure. recipe because I play this video. You get that, and I'll go through some of mine that I have on my list. Uh, I have my subscriptions up, so it's easy for me and cheating. Um, oh, I found it. Oh, I found yeah, it. good, good, good. It's, uh, it's a uh, Adam Ragusa, R A G U S E A. Ragusa Ragatoni. His his latest video is called Oven Fries, crispier than deep fried. Oh, oh! But it's really, it's really the, the, the videos are really good, and he's uh well it's a it's just a recipe for his fries that he makes, but he makes some really good cooking videos that I've been just watching a lot lately. Oh, well, those are mine. 
All right, let me Micros. run down mine. I have quite a few. I, I consume too much YouTube, that's for sure. Um, I really enjoy Newswise, Zhang Ya, Inside Gaming. Those guys are absolutely terrific. Uh, Lindsay Ellis, Red Letter Media for movie stuff and talking about movies and all that type of wonderful things. John Tron, when he posts videos. Uh, Markiplier is like my favorite person in the world. I just love him. I go in and out on his content, but he's absolutely terrific. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Where are you down here? Odd Ones Out and Jaden. Those are the animators, you, the biggest animators on the platform. They're absolutely terrific. Video Game Donkey and Auntie Donna. I don't know how... Uh, Auntie Donna's great. They yeah, are, he he showed me Auntie Donna as long as well as Gus Johnson. They, they're just terrific, terrific uh, comedy sketch type of stuff. And Casey Neistat. I watched a, a, quite a bit of, but I've sort of eased up on watching Casey. I think he's also pulled it back on his upload schedule and i think that's for like the hardcore group i really really enjoy and every time i see a video i'm like oh i gotta watch it uh, i'm subscribed to vsauce what i've i did not know that oh man vsauce here uh one of my daily go one of my go-to's daily is uh phil defranco oh of course phil yep yep phil's on there as well yeah. but i go back and forth i don't know if i love phil like I, those are the people like i i just i'm with i like all their content phil i don't know how i feel about phil phil i used to watch him probably two or three years ago um and i've seen a couple of videos here and there mm -hmm. but i haven't really consistently watched him in a long time but i always i i, I still like him as a mm -hmm. person and a youtuber i just haven't watched much yeah. Oh, Rhett Link. Uh, good morning, America. That's another good one. Chat's coming up there. Yep. That's another classic. We could, we could name. We could probably name. Yeah, we could do this forever. But for we got. We got. We got it. Yeah. We hit it. Uh, we hit it. Reese Goff says, uh, "How about the fact that we're going to be getting another remaster slash remake? My best friend refuses to play Alpha Omega because it's not original." Well, man. According, if if the leaks are any indication, I have bad news for your friend. That's uh, all I have to say on that one. I have bad news for him. Yeah, I don't know. My buddy Ryan won't play any games with uh, loot boxes anymore. He's just, that's how he's going to purchase games. So I think these are just going to be new segments in the market of people who are frustrated by remasters, non-new IPs, and certain things like that. So it sucks for your friend, though. Gaming Pro says, uh, what is Samantha's main goal now? I don't know if this really has anything. I don't are you, you going to let Chuck and Jack answer that, my guy? Oh, I'm sorry. My Atlanta. Yeah. Go ahead, guys. What are Samantha's intentions? Hmm. The thing is, I have a feeling that she probably hates both the Shadow Man and Monty. Yeah. Because, I mean, how long? I, I don't know what version of Sam was the one that was like firing lasers to kill an Apothecon, right. but if that's the one from the house, then she's probably been trapped in, she's probably been in that house for a while now. That's fair. Ooh. Does it matter her goals though? Like I would almost think that like Sam, like Sam doesn't even really have goals at this point. It just seems like I think her goal, Nikolai's goal is no. Her goal is to get us to the end game. Oh well, yes, but wait, 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 wait. Let me read a donation <laughs> on this question too. There was two donations, and it's starting to click with me a little better now. Um, my guy, where were you? Have a wonderful day. What about the rooftop promise? Nope, it's on the other page. Wait, 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 this is relevant, this is relevant. Um, listen to Sam's origin quotes again, carefully in light of what we know with the new trailer and the Shadow Man quotes from Rev. Sounds like two different Sams talking. We've had that theory in the past that that's not the real Sam. Uh, but I think what Sam talks about is in reference to what we're doing now rather than 
rather than just what is happening in Origins itself, we haven't been rewarded yet, and she still hasn't been set free. That context is interesting to me. What if Sam is like, I'm trapped here, she's trapped in the house with Dr. Monty, and we didn't actually set her free in Origins? What if that's just dialogue occurring like we saw in that trailer? Like, that would give her the motivation. You're talking about trying to fight and get away from Dr. Monty because she's trapped here, and she's trapped there maybe, oh my God, maybe because she's the only one that has the power to fight Dr. Monty to stop whatever's going on. Hey! And and we keep hey. sending people there who could free her. Yeah. Versus Maxis, then... Uh, all the other and they all just keep getting stuck in the house, and that's why Monty's evil is he keeps keeping everybody there to try and hold Sam prisoner because she's the only one that see. Do you know what I'm doing though right now? I'm making the ultimate character important. That's what's happening right now. The <laughs> ultimate supremacist Samantha, and this is when my hopes go up, and then I'm disappointed. Everyone's like, "What? What's wrong with you, you stupid idiot?" That would never be the case. So I'm gonna stop before I get too crazy here. But I think that's an interesting. Maybe Sam is trapped here, like those origin quotes in New Life. Maybe she is essential to defeating Dr. Monty, uh, and that's why uh, her motivations still matter. That's why we still need Nikolai to free her. Yeah? Yeah? I like that. Maybe like that. maybe Nikolai has to go in the MPD himself, or the uh, American uh, PD is what, APD, or the Earth PD. Whatever it is, going, or... <laughs> going inside the pyramid device, maybe that's the sacrifice. I'm, I'm curious what the sacrifice is, or maybe we got to free Sam from the pyramid where she can keep her powers wherever she goes. Because that intro seemed to me like that was a, an ending of sorts, that Sam was fighting the Apothecons in, in, uh, in some sort of final stand type of idea. So I'm curious how that might evolve. That, that's interesting. I like this. I like this. Mm-hmm. What's the next question? Uh, okay. Uh, Will Mac twenty three says, uh, if you could only play, if you could play only, if you could only play a non Treyarch zombies map for the rest of your life, which would it be? Uh, Frozen Dawn or uh, Final Reich. Reich? Yeah. Or yeah. we're uh, going Infection Boys. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to too. Oh God, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, there's something, uh, something I was thinking about, like back when you guys had Tim on the show. Yeah, I wanted to say. Oh, we gotta get um, back on. You guys were talking about like most completed Easter eggs ever, and, like which it could be. Yeah. And I think because you said and you included non Treyarch, and I think you gotta make a big argument for the Final Reich being there. Ah, that's actually a great because point. they literally walk you through the whole thing. You yeah. know. It's it's the easiest one there is. It's the only one I've ever done solo personally. Yeah, I played zombies for ten years. You, you know? were right because I'd... though you might like, hey, no one played that. It's a smaller game. Uh, sales were huge on that game. You st- mm-hmm. you probably had the casual people who aren't in the zombie community finishing that Easter egg. That is a fair point. Right. Which is, I guess, kind of sad for me because I've completed both and solo. Yet I've never even done the casual Easter egg of the Final Reich. That's funny. I like I enjoyed it so much, but then I actually my friends were starting to get mad at me because uh the, because it was so new the jump scare still got me. Mm. <laughs> yep. I love the final Reich. Yeah. I really too. did. That was a great map. Sure is. I just think the worst part about it was the Tesla upgrades, honestly. Oh, for the hardcore Easter egg by far. That was yeah. such a pain in the Those ass. Those were ridiculous. Oh my god. 
Oh, the frustration on that. But yeah, it's a badge of courage, man. You get the solo hardcore Easter egg, man. That is a badge of courage. John, keep Absolutely. going. All right, this is a fun one. AHL says, summarize the Aether story in five words or less. My answer to this would be, it's a fucking shit show. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. What about you guys? Any yeah. good ones? Uh, Hold on, I'm trying to keep one. this into five words. Yeah, yeah. Another multiverse? Question mark. So, can, uh, can an acronym... Counted as one word. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Damn it! Because I was gonna, I was gonna say uh, World War Two soldiers fight tentacle god. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, nothing matters. Just have fun. That's what I'm gonna go with. That works. That's fun. Chat. We want to hear yours. Five words. That's your task right now. As John reads the next question. John's dead. I'll read the next question. <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. What's I'm the next one? Just in time. Uh, did did anybody come up with any good ones, though? Yeah. Because I have one more. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I was the nicest one. Oh, that's a good that one. Good one. Oh, oh, man. The nicest one. Uh, Until you killed yourself. Cam Here we Cameron go again, w, w says, what do you think the boss fight will be in Alpha and Omega? Um, Shadow Man, and then we'll Cthulhu realize. Number two. Oh no, he's not the real bad guy, Monty. Is... Oh, but we already know Monty's the bad guy. Shadow oh. Monty fight. Yeah. I swear we already saw Monty as a tentacle monster somewhere in a like a jump scare or a quick picture or something. I swear to God, we've already. Oh, on stage of Kino Der Toten. That's where. Here's That's... an idea. Or, in Revelations. Yeah. Go ahead. Final mm -hmm. boss fight, and it's. Like a ricked off in Maxis. There uh you got Monty and Shadow Man fighting, you gotta pick who you're killing. That would be dope. How about That'd how about crazy. how about kind it's of like Revelations point. boss fight, but you have Samantha versus Monty and the Shadow Man and you're assisting Samantha in the fight. Dude, I'd love that, especially so if like, the zombies are fighting the Apothecans. That that's an easy yeah. way to win me over in this map. Uh, especially yeah. if, if old, you're playing as Ultimus, I'm pretty sure you're going to watch Reed just be a child and be like, oh, yeah, I love this game again. Just that sequence anyway. If that maybe, ever happens. Maybe like, oh. maybe like Samantha's in the middle being like a boss-ass bitch, and then you're just there like assisting her. Yeah, that'd be dope. Uh, Reese Gall says, do you think the flip Richtofen and Nikolai's character traits, like will Richtofen's character, what will Richtofen's character even be like? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, now he's submissive and not a leader. That'll be weird. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Do you think Nikolai could ever go crazy? Yes. I think everybody can. I feel, well, I feel like he no, already not can, did. Not can, but will. Oh, I, no. Well, I feel like we already did. I mean, he became an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. So, but maybe, maybe, maybe less alcoholic, but more psychotic. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it would be interesting if he gets psychotic or if he starts drinking during the Easter egg as you get deeper and deeper in the Easter egg. Mm -hmm. That would be so sad to or see. Maybe he just like, falls he can't back into alcoholism. It, right? He just, because he can't handle what's going on and what he has to do. They could make this super depressing. Right. Uh, let me uh, read some of the ones chat came up with too because it's great. These are great. Chaotic mess, nothing matters. Another round of convoluted crap. The cycle must be broken. Trust no one, even Monty. Well, it could be worse. Oz. Nice. What's the next map? Uh, it's all Richtofen's fault. Though, though, these are great. Great five-word um, summaries. 
Reach for vodka tonight. <laughs> the cycle must be broken. Yeah, all good. All good, good, good. Oh, man, you're terrific. Right. Research Last for weeks one. to play. Last one, PlasmaBolt64 says, who do you want in Smash Bros? Uh, I think almost everybody's in there, man. They even got Banjo-Kazooie in there now. It's No. I don't I don't know how you add anybody else. I don't want to see Goku and I don't I'm out here fight Goku. I'm out here fighting for Waluigi rights. Oh Jesus. Oh, yeah. oh Waluigi man. rights. Oh wow. <laughs> Waluigi's not in this I, I I'm expecting him to be the last DLC and if he's oh. not, then uh burning down Nintendo. Standing up for Waluigi. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who's cool anymore. Like, they've gotten, like, every amazing character ever in Smash already in, like, the Sega Nintendo universe. I'm good. Sly dude. Cooper. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. That's PlayStation that's... All-Stars. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's not actually yeah, he, Smash. Yeah, he wouldn't fit well. I. It's so... Uh, it's so tough. Like... I don't know how, when Ridley came, people got stoked. I'm like, I don't know how you top. Who's left? Like, there's no like, and Giga Bowser joined. You're like, oh shit, they they did their all. The cast is incredible. It's great. I don't want to see Sora from Kingdom Hearts at all. Oh my god, it'll get there eventually when they run out of time and need to release more games. But right now, I'm still I'm still on the boat where I don't want to see Naruto, Goku, or Sora in inside Smash Brothers. I'd like to say something kind of related to that. Yeah, please. Um, I would love to see John Wick. Oh, fuck! In... No, 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 no. Hold me. Okay. In on. Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. And not a Smash, but Mortal Kombat. Because yes. of how brutal he is. Oh, yeah. man, that'd be so amazing. Oof, that's a home and run. Warner Brothers probably owns him, right? Uh, I think. I'll go look. I'll go look. Just have... Just have him... Just stick a pencil in the ground and slam someone onto it for one of us. Oh, his... yeah. Oh. Uh... I mean... Is John gone again? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Just, no one's filling the time uh, while I look up the publisher. Okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who does... Who'd you say? Who does Warner Brothers own? Uh, they own Mortal Kombat, so I'm trying to find uh, who... Voldemort? why is this so hard production to uh, summit entertainment thunder road pictures 87 11 i'm not seeing warden brothers owning it right now well they gotta they gotta do something then i agree they gotta do some more magic because that'd just be perfect lionsgate oh jesus amc wow the distributors is gross oh, i see warden brothers on here only UK oh, theatrical. Sweet. I don't know. Maybe it could be in the options. Mm -hmm. Well, that's going to wrap things up for the incredible topic time. Wonderful. Do you have any donations? I do. So let's wrap up these donations here from uh, XX2 Lettuce Eight XX. Is there a chance we'll fight Doctor Monty? I believe so. I think that's inevitable at this point that we're going to be fighting him at some point in a very familiar. Uh, shadow man fight it would seem like because he looks exactly like the shadow man so we're gonna be feeling that it's poetry it rhymes uh joshua garza donating our beautiful 3d printer guy just a quick shout out to the bros just love tuning in uh jesse donates and says john did you go to usa versus france no i didn't uh it was a weekday 
Or no, it wasn't a weekday. What was it? That was Saturday? Friday? Yeah, yeah. your week. Uh, that was no. I was I was traveling for work. Oh, couldn't. there you go. There you go. Also, it also game was expensive. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Uh, first name, last name, Legend Days. That Treyarch didn't even Legend Days. Interesting. That Treyarch didn't even make a Blood of the Dead Easter egg. They just let John play until Richtofen ended up killing himself. Oh, Legend has it. <laughs> that Treyarch <laughs> didn't even make a Blood of the Dead Easter egg. They just let John play until Richtofen offed himself. That's Sounds about right. Yeah. Ryan sure. says, and what about Richtofen's promise to the Shadow Man? Maybe that will come up too because he did promise to the Shadow Man stuff. So maybe. He'll do something pretty crazy in the next map, so that might be really darn cool to see some twists there. Uh, Jesse Michael says something that is so inflammatory, I totally don't want to read, but will anyway. Remaster Die Rise. Um, Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Drow says, have a wonderful day. Who's who the love it deserves. Yep, and I got Ryan Gordon earlier in our conversation, so thank you all for your very generous and wonderful donations that help make these shows possible in the videos. This has I like knowing that people donate money. I like knowing that people give away money just to say nice things about Die Rise. I hate That's that. That's when you know the passion is real. <laughs> it hurts me on the inside. Uh, but you know, it's just another week. So we'll see you. I believe next week is fine as well, right? Let me just give a quick look at the calendar to make sure to tell you to come back. Yep, July 7th. Wow, the summer's flying by. Two days before the release of our next map, we will have our new our next episode of Zombros at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have to thank both Chuck and Jack for coming on. This was a wonderful discussion. Thank you for supporting us on the, the Patreon. Excuse me, Patreon page. Um, do you guys have anything? Any shout-outs, any last things you want to do before we wrap up this episode? Uh, thank you for having me on, and also for mailing your merchandise in such a very, like, it's nice to know where it's coming from and also that it's actually coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We try. And also, it isn't just, like, a... They're actually very nicely made. Oh, good. Uh, good. Good to know. Speaking of, speaking of merchandise, we actually have uh, yeah. for you... Posters. patrons we have coming up a post another another round of posters coming up yes uh there were a few we wanted to have them like on the show today but mm -hmm. there were a few like production delays but they should you guys should they won't be out by next week but you guys will know what they are and that'll be coming to you guys very shortly yep so sign up and you get a poster mm -hmm. and i think I think, oh, just a reminder, too, that uh, we have the call tomorrow, patron call July 1st, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> Josh just donated at the last moment. That guy gets a dragon. Everyone's going to get Dairise <laughs> dragons. I love it. Yes. Wonderful. All right. Anything else, boys? Right. Um, yeah. I'd like to do a quick shout please, out. Please, please. Um, I took a call at the end of the YouTuber part, okay. so I'd like to... Uh, Shout out one of my favorite YouTubers I forgot to mention, uh, sure. Comics Explained. Ooh, yes, he's, he's terrific. Fantastic. Yes. And he got to fly out to Europe and interview the cast of Spider-Man Far From Home. What? Which was awesome for him. Yeah, yeah, he oh did. Oh, my God, I'm so happy for him. Yeah, oh my uh, he God. got to bring his girlfriend and everything. It was awesome. I love it. But I'm a huge comics guy, and he does an amazing job of summarizing stuff and putting yep. in history with the current stuff, which is just great. That's how I learned all about Infinity War. All the Infinity War stuff I yep. saw through him. Yep. Wow. Um, and then after that, uh, I'd like to shout out my best friend who's going to be having a kid in January, his first kid. Hey. Um, hey. And he was watching the show for at least a little bit. I don't know if he still is, but he was one of the guys playing with me when I was talking about the transit story jumping out of the bus. Mm -hmm. 
And then uh, shout out to JC, who's got a girlfriend now. He's got, ooh, oh. Yeah. Now and she's I got get... her own Twitter and oh, everything. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, you haven't seen this, Richie posts pictures of JC on Twitter. Somewhere actually kind oh, yeah. of fun. Are you, are you serious? Is this a joke? Is this Lex stuff, or is this cute? I, I think it's, I think it's a real account. But I think it's fair to say that she kind of looks like a female version of JC. Oh Lord above! <laughs> oh Lord above! Where's like this their going? facial structure seems kind of similar. <laughs> We've done the facial structure analysis. So, so, so you're saying deep fakes would have no problem? What is? I'm not saying it, but did I? I don't know. I. Okay, we're moving on. All right. <laughs> well, those are interesting shout outs. That's terrific. Congrats to JC. It, this isn't a, it's not a joke, right? You, you... No, it's 100% serious. Just okay, literally look seriously, up Girlfire on Twitter and you're good. No, her name's Girlfire? Yep, she, yeah. I think she, I think she's, she made the account for this yep. reason. I don't know. It's I, funny though. I don't know how hmm. I feel about any of this. Okay. <laughs> I need to process this off stream. This is weird. It's not, but it's not weird. It's happy, good for him, but I don't know what to feel. I don't know what to, okay. Anyway, this is, this has been Sombros. Hope you all enjoyed support the Patreon. Good shout outs to my boys having a happy time. That's terrific. And we'll all see you very shortly. Cause, uh, I'm guaranteed more and more videos will be coming out like crazy because it's that beautiful time is DLC season time. Mwah! I'll see you all soon. Be safe and take care now. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.